Welcome to Coffee Break with Middle School Mama. This is Episode 3, The Co-Teaching Dyad. Whether you are a parent, a professional educator, a homeschooler, or an unschooler, I hope that you find today's chat to be both inspiring and energizing. Go ahead and grab that cup of coffee, kick your feet up, and let your mind wander as we tackle today's question. Today's question comes from Angie via Twitter. Angie writes, I am a fairly new teacher and I have been working as a substitute for the past year and a half while interviewing for a full-time position. I was recently offered a job as a co-teacher in a fully inclusive classroom. I will have an intervention specialist teaching with me off and on throughout the day. She and I will have to share everything, including a desk, because space is tight. I'm torn and I've actually considered not accepting the position because I want my own classroom. I've worked really hard to get here and now I feel like I don't want to share. Am I being selfish or crazy? Angie, I can assure you that you are neither selfish nor crazy. Uh, These emotions are totally normal and you might be surprised by how many teachers feel the exact same way. First, I really want to congratulate you on your job offer. As you said, you have worked really hard to get where you are, and I want to acknowledge this moment in your life. It is a milestone that really needs to be celebrated, even if you choose not to accept the position. I have personally worked in several co-teaching settings, both as a gen ed teacher and as a paraeducator as part of a triad. I never studied intervention, nor did I study learning disabilities in any kind of official capacity, yet I almost exclusively worked with that population. Despite my reservations and hesitations, I never once regretted working in a co-taught classroom. And I would even go as far as saying that I wouldn't teach in the traditional classroom any other way. Today's episode is brought to you by OutSchool. OutSchool is an online educational marketplace offering a wide range of courses for K-12 students. Follow my link in the show notes to explore all that OutSchool has to offer and maybe even enroll in a class with me. Today's show notes can be found at middleschoolmama.com episode three. So I understand, Angie, that there are a lot of concerns uh, with entering into this co-teaching dyad for the first time. Um, More and more, it seems as though districts, individual school buildings are really moving toward this fully inclusive classroom model. And I think it is a fantastic thing um, for many, many students. It really offers both uh, typically developing and otherwise non-typically developing students an opportunity to work together, to be educated in the same classroom, and really um, have a social aspect that we did not see when many of us were in the classroom as a student. 
Um, I know that when I was in elementary school and even in um, high school, we did not have fully inclusive classrooms. We mostly had a pull out method where they were pulling students out to work on various intervention topics. Um, and it really disrupted the school day. It disrupted the school day for the students who were being pulled out. It disrupted the school day for the students who were remaining in the classroom. And it certainly disrupted the overall flow of the classroom for the teacher. So overall, while I do think there are some challenges um, that need to be overcome, I really think that this inclusive classroom style um, is probably going to be here to stay. It really is beneficial for everyone involved. With all of that being said, I totally, totally understand your concerns. Um, you want control. You want your own classroom. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to be that teacher that we all envision, uh, standing up at the front of the classroom, you know, giving these beautiful lectures and students are raising their hand and they're calling you by Mrs. and Mr. And it, it is your classroom, right? I personally really, really wanted to see my name on the outside of a classroom door. That was always my thing. That was how I was going to know that I made it. Um, I wanted to see that beautiful name tag outside of the classroom to say, yes, this is my classroom. So it is really, really important to acknowledge that that is a normal feeling. Most of us, when we go into education, do not envision a multiple teacher scenario. I think that may change as education continues to change. Um, but for those of us who went into general education, we have always envisioned ourselves as the primary teacher, the teacher of record, as it were. Um, and that can be difficult to give up. So first and foremost, acknowledge that that is okay. And that is something that you're going to have to work past. Another concern is often, well, what if I don't get along with the teacher? Um, and that is a very valid concern. Because remember, as a new teacher, you've been dreaming about this day of having your own classroom forever, okay? For many of us, this started all the way back in childhood. And you don't want to give up that control. You want to reach that milestone. Well, imagine being the veteran teacher of 20, 25, 30, 35 years, and now you have this brand new spring chicken coming into your classroom and disrupting all of your procedures, um, coming in with different ideas on how to teach, on how to run a classroom. Maybe you have two completely different classroom management styles. Those things are all very valid. They are very, very valid concerns. And I think that it would be naive not to acknowledge that not everyone does best in a co-teaching setting. 
That doesn't mean that you will not do well, but that means that it is a very fine, intricate uh, dance that you really must be a willing participant in. And as challenging as it may be for you, you really have to acknowledge that it might be challenging for them as well. Another concern that I hear often is that the students will be confused. I really think, um, even though this is a very popular concern, I really think this is the least of your worries. Uh, students are smart. They can figure out that there are two authority figures in one classroom. As long as the two of you both behave as though you are an authority figure and one is not undermining the other, which is a totally different issue, um, as long as you are working together as a team, student confusion really should not be a problem. Um, and if it does become a problem, quite frankly, that is something that needs to be addressed by the co-teachers. That is not a student issue. That is a representation issue. How are you representing yourselves as a united front? The biggest and probably most powerful concern, certainly for me, and I imagine for many of you, if you are uh, trained to be a general education teacher, is that you don't know anything about intervention or special education. Um, as I said, this was kind of me. I did a lot of learning on the job. <laughs> I was thrown into the deep end of the pool and told to swim. Um, and fortunately, I am a fast learner. I am a pretty good swimmer. Uh, so it was okay. <laughs> it went okay for me. Um, that may or may not be the case for you. The important thing here is to acknowledge if you are the gen ed teacher in this situation, please, please, please acknowledge the intervention specialist as the specialist in that area. There is nothing worse than getting thrown into that deep end and just assuming that you know how to swim. You know all of the strokes. You know exactly what you need to do when you have a swim instructor floating right along next to you. Acknowledge the specialist in the room. Go to them. There is no shame at all um, in going to the intervention specialist and saying, I'm lost. <laughs> I am totally lost today. I don't know how to get through to Billy. I've been trying to teach him uh, how to read for three months and I can't get anywhere with him. It's okay. It is okay. Please acknowledge that while you may not have been trained in intervention and in special education, the other teacher in the room has. And that is a really necessary integral resource uh, in your co-taught classroom. Yes, you may feel overwhelmed by the number um, of special needs students in your classroom, but you do have someone else there with you to guide you and to help you. So now that you have acknowledged all of these concerns, 
what do you do with them? <laughs> How do you work past them? I have all of these concerns. I have acknowledged what they are. Um, I, I understand that they're normal, but I still don't know what to do with all of it. Um, I was told by a very wise woman um, in my former administration that you look at co-teaching as a marriage. Granted, it is an arranged marriage. You do not get to choose your partner most of the time. Um, if you are really, really lucky, <laughs> maybe you get to choose your co-teacher, but by and large, you usually do not get to teach whether or not you are co-teaching at all. And you certainly don't get to te uh, choose your co-teacher. So you need to acknowledge up front it's going to be an arranged marriage and you need to do your very best to work within this marriage situation and relationship. So in the same way that you and your spouse may not always get along, you may not always see eye to eye, one of you may be more permissive, the other is more strict, Maybe one of you is better with certain problems and the other is better at dealing with household issues. You always have someone with you working toward the same goal. You two need to be a united front. You need to have each other's back and you need to let your students know that the two of you are equals. You are both authority figures. You both have expertise, even if it may be in different areas. And in the same way that my children may come to me when they have a boo-boo and they want sympathy and may go to my husband when they want a rough house, uh, it's okay if some students naturally lean toward one teacher or another for whatever reason. That doesn't mean that they don't acknowledge the other teacher as a, an important person, as an authority figure. It just means that their personality or learning style or whatever it may be, may be more suited for the other teacher. And that is really, really important. It's very important to acknowledge that you both bring important things to the table. You are both there for the students. You are both there to educate and to help grow these young minds. If you are constantly working against each other, that is not going to help anyone. It's not going to help your co-teaching situation and it's certainly not going to help your students. So here are some helpful tips. <laughs> First and foremost, if you do run into an issue, and it happens, it happens to the best of us, please, please, please go to your principal for help. Think of them as a marriage counselor, uh, a referee if, it, if they need to be. If you are really butting heads and you two can't seem to come to a compromise, please go to your principal. They are there to help you they are always there to look out for the best interest of your students. And really, that's what everyone wants. That is the shared interest. We are all invested in our students' education. 
Again, if you have an issue, keep those issues and any disagreements private. The absolute worst thing that a co-teacher can do is go to another teacher in the teacher lounge and start venting about their co-teacher. I have worked in many schools, I have been in many a teacher lounge, and I promise you it will get back to them. It will absolutely get back to them. And then not only do you have that issue, whatever that issue already was, now you have the fact that you went and talked to somebody else and it becomes a much more complicated issue than it really needs to be. And finally, this can be challenging. It can be challenging as a gen ed teacher. Um, but I have really found this to be true. Please acknowledge that the intervention specialist is probably working the equivalent of two jobs. Not that you are not working hard, that you don't have a ton of work on your plate, but they really, really are overworked. I have yet to walk into a classroom, a district, any kind of educational setting and met with an intervention specialist who is only doing one set of duties. Almost always they are managing their own caseload. They've also been thrown into this co-teaching situation just like everyone else um, and they may not be thrilled about it either. And then they often have cafeteria duty or recess or whatever other special um, issue that they may need to deal with. Intervention specialists right now really, really have a difficult job. The incidences of um, differences in learning ability has risen, um, whether that be an organic rise or because we are simply identifying more students remains to be seen, but their workload is very, very high, as is yours as the general education teacher. And I think the more that both of you acknowledge where you are coming from and what is in front of you, the more that the two of you can work as a team. Uh, my co-teachers ended up being some of my very best friends, both inside and outside of the school building. If it's managed well, if problems are resolved between the two of you and resolved calmly and quickly, it really is a fantastic piece of the educational puzzle. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I would absolutely not change my co-teaching experience for anything, even though it was not what I wanted to begin with. So Angie, to answer your question, again, you're not crazy, you're not selfish, but you do have a very large dilemma on your hands, right? Do you accept the position or do you reject it? and wait for your own classroom. Obviously, I cannot answer that for you. However, I do hope that once you have considered these uh, tips and hints, that you will be able to work your way through this co-teaching process and make the decision that is best for you.
Do you have an educational topic that you'd like to hear featured on the podcast? Send your ideas, questions, and comments to msmcoffeebreak at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. No matter what educational challenges you may face, always remember that you are not alone. Until we meet again, take a minute, take a breath, take a moment to stop and enjoy your coffee.